Welcome back to Cooking with Connor. I'm your host, the only host, Connor. Got a recipe for you today, a sirloin steak, medium rare, the only way to cook it. But before we get into that, I did say I was going to talk about Elden Ring first in the previous episode, so that's what I'm going to get started with. Let's get into the meat of it right now. It came out in February 2022 with an originally planned January release. And before that, it was announced maybe, I think, two years prior. And it had absolutely no information on it until like a couple months before the release. So everyone straight up thought it didn't exist. I, myself included. At that time, I wasn't really big into Souls games, but... I still played, I think, by that time, Dark Souls 3 and 1, so I knew the basic principles of it, and I was excited for it, but I didn't think it was real, honestly. It was coming after Sekiro, and Sekiro got Game of the Year, so I think they just kind of went with what they got from Sekiro for a good while, and they worked on Elden Ring kind of lightly. I could not be more wrong, because that came out in February and had a tremendous reception. It had a hold on the community of all people playing games. For like a good six months a single player mainly single player game for six months it did have pvp obviously incredibly impressive um the entire game the scope of it is just something to be marveled at honestly it was almost all the aspects of every other game before it including uh for example sekiro's posture system dark souls 3 speed when it comes to combat and it had other stuff into it too, like a dedicated jump button before you need to do like a fighting game combo in order to do a jump in Dark Souls. But now you can just do it with A, like the normal button for jumping A. So it changed a lot of how levels were designed. And the levels themselves were all part of an open world that you can just come back to wherever you want. So the difficulty of it depended on where you went and how you wanted to play. It was amazing. It was great in that regard. Overall, the game, I'll just give a quick synopsis on it in terms of what I think about it. I think it is a masterpiece. I think it's a love letter of what FromSoft has made in the past all combined into one game and I think it's glorious. I love my playthroughs of it. I did two playthroughs. Maybe I started a third one but I didn't really finish it. Mage and Strength build just to make sure I get every kind of corner. Each of them had their own unique challenges and strengths at it. Like overall like the final boss was hard in each regard. And then the hardest boss of the game, Melania, that also was pretty hard. A little bit easier on Mage Build, though. Just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, I'll try to kind of speed through because I want to talk about some other stuff. But you start on Limgrave, you can go to uh, Lyrnia or Kaelid. You can go anywhere. You can go anywhere. Basically, at any time. There are some items you need to get or some story progression you need to go through to get to the, some later game areas. But the majority of the map, the giant map, uh, is open. And it's teeming with life. It's teeming with different challenges, different quests, different enemies, NPCs, anything you can think of. It's there. And it wants you to play in its creative sandbox. A lot of people try to fight the Tree Sentinel at the beginning, but the whole purpose of it is to go back later to the Tree Sentinel after you're more geared and kill them then. But that's the thing, though. When you go out there and you get your behind handed to you by a boss you want to stay there until that boss is dead you don't like it gets personal at that point same thing with uh Margit. his whole purpose is supposed to be like okay come back later when you're more geared and then you could destroy him easily not the case i i unfortunately did tree sentinel and Margit without doing any of that. that's not a brag i'm saying it's a bad idea because i had <laughs> i spent way too long on it Margit was like two hours at like two in the morning and then tree sentinel and it was it was better it was like 40 minutes still that was stuff i'm never gonna get back so time i'm never gonna get back i could have slept i had flight like the next hour after i'd be marked right out of limgrave you can go to caleb too which is like a hellscape honestly it's disgusting it has the rot status effect which is also another trend of the from soft games that they need to have a poison swamp and they have it in this game they have multiple matter of fact like lake of rye and just the lake in the center of caleb 
It's disgusting. It's gross. It's nasty. I don't know why they keep doing it. I don't know why <laughs> the joke is Miyazaki loves it. No, not understanding why, but it's fine. You know, I it, it was less pro prevalent here than it was in other games. I'm gonna go back on that immediately and say that there were two poison swamps, so it's not like they're completely innocent. It, it still kind of sucked. The weapons is something I want to make note of too. I have never, I have not seen more creativity in the weapons when it comes to special weapons and regular weapons. Regular weapons get these things called Ashes of War, which are like new moves for that weapon to do that all have their unique gimmick with it or maybe like a status effect that it builds. It's it's incredible, it's really cool. And then the special weapons themselves have their own unique Ashes of War that you can't replace, but the offset with that is easier to upgrade because you need only 10 Sombersmithing Stones to upgrade a special weapon. However, if it's a regular weapon that you can exchange Ashes of War with, you need 25, uh, three of each actually. So you need three Smithing Stones of Smithing Stone one, and the next one you need I'm sorry, no, it's, I think it's nine or something. It goes like three, six, nine. It's a lot. It is very hard. It's way harder to upgrade a regular weapon than a special weapon. That's set, said none. Bosses in the game, it does pseudo follow the trend of end boss is an old man who can kick your butt. Kind of because there's two final bosses. Ironically, it's like a you fight one boss and then it goes on to the next boss. And then if you die at the next, even if you die at the next boss, you're going to go back to the first boss you fought in the final boss section. It's weird. Uh, but the final boss of that is, or the first one, is kind of that sort of old guy, kind of beat your, beat your butt fairly, kind of deal, who's not necessarily bad. And then the other one kind of was rough, because they just ran away all the time and did not want to fight. But all the other bosses, like, most of the main story bosses are ones that I love. Uh, Godfrey, probably one of the most raw bosses who felt like a WWE wrestler. It was so cool, uh, especially with the lion scene. I thought the lion was going to be a part of his moveset and therefore it's going to make him harder for that. No, he just killed the lion and took off his shirt and they started to beat you up for that. Technically, very technically, Radon is not required, but he also kind of is. It's weird. You need at least two great runes in order to get to a certain place and you need to get to that certain place in order to progress the story. So it's it's sort of pseudo-required. Like, you don't need to kill Radagon necessarily. You can kill Moog or you can kill Melania. It doesn't matter. The bosses are much more harder. I remember pre-patch Radon was actually one of the hardest bosses in the Soul series overall. It was crazy. A lot of people didn't want to summon for him because that's all it was like a redon festival so you had to summon a bunch of people with you in order to have a fighting chance but if you didn't do that at the beginning he was almost impossible so he became like one of the hardest bosses of gaming history and then they actually what fromsoft did is they nerfed him but they didn't nerf melania who is still the hardest boss of fromsoft history because she has a whole gimmick where she can heal and all that kind of stuff where she's super aggressive i mean Millennium was kind of the poster child for Elden Ring, and to see her become the hardest boss in Souls history just kind of felt like FromSoft doing her justice, so I was super impressed with that. Estelle Dar Stars of Darkness, he's not a story boss, I'm talking about bosses at this point. It was cool, I loved his design. Uh, kind of a weird fight, but I still liked it. I still liked it. And then I'll mention two more. Uh, Dragon Lord of Placidus X. What a cool way to find him. He's a secret one that you can find in Faramazula, Crumbled Faramazula, and he is just in the middle of time, like stop time, you have to find a cool way to get to it. And he's such a cinematic and cool boss fight. If you're in that area right now, I'd suggest you fight him because you get a bunch of cool stuff from him uh, in terms of the, the soul he gives you and Blackblade Malekith. He was really cool. He has a, gl a glass cannon boss fight near endgame is really interesting. It feels like more of a skill check than anything. And that's exactly kind of what you want going to endgame nearest towards the final boss because you want to make sure you're prepared for that, you know? Oh, one more, one more. Gideon the All-Knowing. I actually did an entire run trying to make, it was a madness run. Uh, madness is a status effect, which is kind of separate from it, like fire, magic, all that kind of stuff. It's 
it, it works well on human players, and getting off near is a human boss. He's an NPC. So I remember I saw a clip a while ago. It was about someone who used, uh, I don't know, it, it was like a ma madness, like, command grab. And he, he command grabbed uh, Gideon, and it, it insta-killed him. Like, it blew him away. Like, all of his health was gone. And I wanted to make a build around that and just get to that point, and I did. I did. I, I upgraded Madness, or I upgraded Arcane, got a Madness build going, Faith, got to Gideon, and it only did like a quarter of his health. And I'm wondering why, is because before it was a glitch. It was a glitch that caused that to happen. If you had a, uh, like you, you use spells with the Talisman in the game, or with the staff, but in this case it was a Talisman, and if you had in your offhand a uh, fully upgraded weapon to max level, it would take that damage and it would do that damage to Gideon for every hit. And the command grab does like a lot of hits consecutive. I think it's like seven. So yeah, it, it would kill him instantly, but that's because you had a fully upgraded weapon and then Manus was stacked on top of that, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I did not know that. I was not aware of that. So I did the entire run for nothing, unfortunately. Rating I would give, give Elder Ring was like a 9.7 out of 10. There was very little things I didn't enjoy about the game and I honestly would still play it. I played it on PS4 too. I played it on last gen and I still loved it. So if you're going to start out with a front style game, maybe Elder Ring. Honestly, maybe other because like, it's not really time heavy, time committee. You can just go back and play whatever you want. Uh, it's incredibly fun. Uh, I would 100% recommend it. But the other stuff I want to talk about today is specifically about something me and my friends do. We had this tradition, kind of a tradition, where one of our friends would buy a WWE game and make a bunch of custom wrestlers and put them in a Royal Rumble. If this sounds familiar, this is something that Germa did an extremely long time ago. German 985 is a YouTuber. He originally started off, if I remember right, with Team Fortress 2, and then he branched off into so many other different games, and now he's one of the most popular streamers ever. But he used to do something called the German Rumble, and that would be essentially what I described, where he would have a WWE game, WWE game, sorry, and he would make a bunch and a bunch and a bunch of custom characters and have them fight, and then he would commentate over it. We don't do that. We don't make like a video out of it, obviously. It's just more for fun. But we did that a very long time ago in 2019 with a game called WWE 2K16. So, you know, each WWE game comes out new year with a new one. 2K16, 17, 18, 19, yada, yada, yada. With 16, we made so many different characters. It didn't matter what they were, like if they were fictional, non-fictional, from a game, from a movie. It could be the president. We didn't care. We made a ton of characters that we thought would be hilarious to fight. In. And we did that for, I think, three months. I was working in high school at the time, and it'd be kind of funny to come back home, and he would he would always be online, boot up like the stream. We he would stream it on Discord, and then we would watch it, and then give our input on it. And there wasn't like any delay, so we were we were part of it. We just would laugh and make characters together. For our first two, it was custom ones that we made just ourselves. So like, it didn't, it was not like established character in any sort of regard or person. It was just something something we made up, like Deem, a guy named Deem. Uh, who's like a stretched out tall dude with like later hosen, I think. And then Carl. Carl was like a really short buff dude with, I don't know, like a Robocop thing. It was funny. We kept making characters over and over and over again until I think we got to around 50. 50 characters in total. I'm trying to think of characters that we've made. Uh, we made Sephiroth. We made Death himself. Uh, I think we made just a gorilla. Heavy Team Fortress 2. We made the guy in the penny. Not Abraham Lincoln, the guy in the penny. And we also made a wrestler that was a real-life person called Dr. Reverend Kevin Fast, who was like a really buff priest that we found online. Unfortunately, that had to stop because how he got the game wasn't through pirating. It was through like PS Plus or something like that online where you could 
basically streamed the game. So he was streaming the game from that platform, and he was streaming that game to us. Eventually, that game got deleted off the platform. So we, all that progress, all that, all that everything got lost. It was sad. It was a sad time. We do have a couple clips from everything, but other than that, it's mainly lost. We made G-Man. Now I'm thinking about it. We made G-Man and Foss from Guilty Gear. We made a ton of stuff. Fast forward, we got 2K18 a little bit ago using the same method of he would buy it from the streaming platform and then he would stream it to us. We got a little more creative with the characters. Forgot to mention with um, 2K16 is that we would always we started out with one character that was pseudo custom, pseudo based on a person, and it became our favorite character to make overall. And we've made him with every preceding game of WWE so far. We made a Slenderman. However, it wasn't it wasn't like the Slenderman, you know, like the uh, pickup pages guys. I have I don't I don't remember the context. I don't. It was so long ago, but we made him an ROTC person so we made him rotc slenderman it's exactly how you're imagining slenderman's face arms body and all that kind of stuff in like a military uniform i think i said it as a joke when we were first making characters in 2k16 and it just went on and on and on and every every time since that we've made him the first character so when wwe 2k18 arrived we made rotc slenderman and then we made another character called the sock which is kind of another custom one and then we just kept making characters and so we made g-man again we made patrick bateman this time around uh, we made Happy Chaos from Guilty Gear. We made Bigger Boot from SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie. What was nice about the character customization is that it upgraded every year. So we had access to make Bigger Boot, uh, Happy Chaos, all this kind of stuff. It was it was super fun. And then that game, within a month, got shut down from PS Plus. It got taken off the store. So once again, all that progress gone. And making a character isn't like 10 seconds, not even 10 minutes. It takes half an hour to make the character, let alone do all the entrances, do all the victory animations. And my friend, he did it all himself. He had to, he was on the sticks. We were there to offer input and advice, but we weren't on the sticks like him. He grinded it out. Making a full character when it came to victory animations, a moveset, um, the music, it would take like upwards of an hour and a half for one character. So making 50 of them back in like 2019, you can imagine how much time that took. You can see why it took three months to get all that going. And then recently, very recently, within the past couple weeks, that friend, that same friend, has actually physically bought this time, so he has the game forever now. 2K23, WWE 2K23. We are beyond the moon excited. We've already made nine characters, uh, and this time it has more accessibility than ever. What he's done is he's added custom songs, so instead of using just the selection they give us, now we can add whatever song we want for their entrance music, and it's perfect. It is so good. We've made Minos Prime from Ultra Kill. We've made SCP-049. A lot of nines. We made ROTC Slenderman again. He's back. We made G-Man again. We made Purple Guy from the Finance of Freddy series. Uh, he's also been a weird character that's always come back. Funny. We've made Gilded Guy. I don't think like any. I don't think any of you guys know what that is. But it's a YouTube, like series in a way. It's an animation. It's a really cool animation. You guys should check it out. It's Gilly Guy. My Roblox character. We made my Roblox character. See, Monster Gun. We made him like really feral for some reason. I don't know why. The songs that go with them are are hilarious. We also made Spouse again. The songs that we've put with them are hilarious. I actually laughed the hardest I've ever laughed in so long last night because we added for like a custom song for 049. That's not even the right SCP. But for the custom song, we added the Femur Breaker audio. And we put it like a really flamboyant entrance animation when he goes into the ring. 
and I have I, I was on the floor laughing. It was it was ridiculous. We don't we usually clip these kinds of things like stuff that makes us laugh really hard, but we didn't because we were laughing way too hard. <laughs> it was it was that funny. But that's about all the time I got. If you guys have WWE, I really recommend you do that. It is like get a couple of friends, make a couple of custom characters, and have them fight. It's so fun. It's so funny, and it's made me laugh harder than I've ever laughed before. Thank you all for listening. I've been Connor with Cooking with Connor. Make sure to tune into our radio station 102.5 at Wicked. And thanks for listening.